0: Welcome to the FinTV podcast series, where we tap into the collective expertise of the world's leading supply chain manufacturing and digital innovators. My name is Maria Villablanca, the co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, and I'll be your host. Join us every week to hear the opinions, lessons, and general guidelines from the industry's leading minds. FinTV, insights for today's digital leaders. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of FinTV. I'm joined by Angela Del Porto, who is the Deputy Vice President Supply Chain for UK and Benelux AS EMEA for Dormacaba. Uh, Angela, thank you so much for being on here. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time in this busy, uh, busy time, right? Well, thanks uh, for having me. No, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your journey so far?
1: Sure, yeah. So like you said, uh, I'm the Deputy Vice President for Supply Chain in, in, in UK Ireland and, and Benelux and Dormacaba. Uh, Dormacaba is an access control company, global company, um, about three billion Swiss francs. Uh, but yeah, in the in, in the UK and, and Benelux, um, quite a sizable region in terms of, of, of our business and, and quite wide ranging in terms of the products that it covers from a group perspective. So from a supply chain point of view, a lot of variation and a, and a lot of challenges that we face on, the, on a day-to-day basis. A bit of insight into my role, I, I guess um, I've got quite a wide area of responsibility. So uh, everything from fleet management to facilities management, uh, the standard procurement type stuff, uh, we have a fabrication facility, we have an assembly facility, the normal logistics kind of process and return processes. And then also all of the uh, HSQE stuff, so health and safety, sustainability, quality, uh, all of these areas falling under under my remit. Um, So on a daily basis my challenge is always having a really good handle across uh, all of these different areas and all these different topics. Um, The nice thing is there's never a day that goes by that I'm not having a different type of conversation or an interesting conversation or challenging conversation. But there's never a day that goes by that I'm going home thinking, wow, that was that was boring. You know, that was the same topic as the day before, as the day before. Very, varied and very, 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 very challenging. So um, I guess that's where my journey has started with digitization is, is, you know, how do I capture all of that that's out there and then use it to have the right kind of conversations in the organization to drive performance and optimization and, you know, develop teams. And that's kind of where I started with it.
0: Well, that's, that's exactly spot on with why, you know, you're here to have a conversation with us, you know, as, as a professional in the supply chain arena, uh, you and I were talking about before hitting uh, record on this podcast about the hype that is out there in, in the space, uh, you know, digitization, digital transformation, whatever you want to call it. Um, what's your view on, on what's happening in the marketplace right now with digital transformation?
1: Uh, first, I think it's really exciting. I think when you look at a lot of the stuff that you see when you go to conferences, seminars, what you might see on, on, on news or sp- specific pieces on television and that the possibilities are endless, you know, and, and what's out there is, is is phenomenal. But I think the challenge for each of us as a professional in our own organizations is to understand what does that mean in our own organization? So when you people are talking about digitization, it's easy to stand at a conference with a cup of coffee And, you know, say a lot of words Mm -hmm. and everybody thinks, oh, wow. But coming into your own organization, the challenge that I've had is what does digitization mean for me and my teams on a day-to-day basis? What what does that translate into? And and what does that mean I need to be working on? And what's the maturity of my organization in terms of people understanding or being open to that, that thought of digitization, the tech level in the organization? Where are we in terms of tech? You know, how much money is there to invest in, in digitization, you know, as a business, realistically, what is on the table for us to take and go and spend? So you have to, I think, before you do anything else for yourself as a leader in, in, in that environment, is quantify what is the relevance to you, what does it mean to you? And once you've done that, uh, then your digitization journey can start taking shape, I think.
0: Do you think sometimes leaders or maybe even board directors, I guess companies, get swept away with the conversation on digital transformation
1: yeah absolutely and, it, and and a lot of the times i think in those conversations it's an easy conversation to have with a lot of people around the table but somebody's got to go away and do something with it and as supply chain professionals these days i think the buck kind of comes to us and we've got to go figure out you know how we're going to do it and put the pieces together so i think it's very easy for people to talk about this word digitization and then almost with a wave of the hands ask the supply chain professional to go away and make it happen And I think as professionals, we need to be able to manage the expectations around that board level discussion around, okay, but let's be clear about what this means to us as a business, you know, and how much are you really going to make available in resource and time? And um, so, yeah, that's a challenging environment, I think, for supply chain professionals these days, because I'm sure most boards and CEOs and COOs and all of the rest, they want the snazziest, sharpest tech out there so that they can tell their counterparts or peers, look at what we're doing in my organization. So I think our job is twofold. One is to, like you say, is maybe to manage the expectations of our own business at a a board level um, in terms of what is really our target and and, and our aim in the journey, and then making that a reality with our teams and and, and where can we get
0: to with it? Do you think that, uh, you know, making, you you make it sound so easy, right? You know, so manage expectations with the board, which is already going to be difficult. Sure. Making it a reality with the team. Uh, do you think that teams really understand the practical guidelines or the practical implications of digital transformation today?
1: Uh, no, I don't think they do. I think, well, general answer, I guess, but it depends which teams you're talking to. I mean, any supply chain um, that wants to get anywhere needs to have a really close collaboration with an IT department, doesn't it? And they need to be yep. you know, best of buds and, and being able to collaborate and work together. So I think the IT guys understand, a lot of the IT guys understand a lot of the implications that go with it, how to make that work, the practicalities and that. But ironically, where it's needed more so, I think, is, is at an operational level with people that are working on a line or in an office. And and do they have an understanding of all the practicalities and what's involved? No, not at all. I, I don't think they do. Um, so there's a real educational process that needs to take place in terms of, you know, educating people at middle management, supervisory, and, and kind of workshop level or office level to to be able to get the message across to them about what it all means and what the possibilities are, but what's actually involved on a day-to-day basis to get them there. Uh, And I guess there's a couple of ways you can go with that. You can sit down and chuck up, you know, 70 slide presentations and download to people or start them on the journey at a certain level just gathering data. What does data mean? You know, where do I find the data? How do I verify the data? What's involved with actually capturing the data? Do we get it out of an ELP system or do I have to go and fill in a checklist on a table somewhere that then gets extrapolated? Um, And and if I have to do all of that, what does that add to my daily task and why is it important? So you're right, that's the kind of level you've got to get into with them and and really try and get them to understand the basics of it, I think, before you can go anywhere. Um,
0: You know, it sounds to me that there, the practical implications of digital transformation are often neglected for the, the hype that's out there, the, yeah. maybe even the fear-mongering that's out there. Yeah. Uh, how much of digital transformation, in your opinion, is technology versus people and processes?
1: Uh, I, I think the technology is obviously really important, but again, I think this comes back to what are you capable of Uh, what are you capable of achieving in your own organization? So are the funds available, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in your organization to go and spend millions of pounds on thousands upon thousands of sensors to place all through your production facility to get you real time data every 10 seconds. If you're in that kind of organization, sure. Then that's going to be a big part of, of, of your uh, digitization pie chart, if you like, in terms of what Mm -hmm. what you're putting towards it. Um, but I don't think it really matters in terms of what size organization you are and what tech's available. I think the most important bit is the people bit. It's having that discussion with them around, okay, so we're going on this journey now, and this is what I want to try and achieve, so that they see the relevance of that and then introduce the aspects of digitization in language that they can understand for me to understand what this target is or what's happening here or real-time information here i need this information and this data and the only people that can give that to me is you or we're going to install a computer to do it or we're going to put a sensor in there desensitize them to the tech or desensitize them to the the journey and just explain to them they are core to being able to provide the data or the guidance or the information that's going to give you what you need to be able to make things more efficient in the organization, slicker, allow for better investment in areas, whatever it might be. But that's been my experience over the years. And, and this is kind of where that, that hype discussion comes in, whether it was like we were saying before, Lean or Lean Six Sigma or continuous improvement or whatever the fad of, of the moment is, or the fad of the, the cycle is, if you like, is making it relevant to people, you know, break down the kind of hyphenated language and this kind of big thing into things that they can understand. What does digitization really mean? If you stood in front of your staff and said, what does digitization mean? I guarantee you probably get about 20, 30 different answers. And it's about Uh, textualizing that.
0: I'll tell you, Angelo. I, you know, as you know, we run conferences and events, and I can, yeah. uh, I can say that I have regular conversations on a daily basis from decision makers across the geographies and vertical sectors. And digitization means different things to different people. people but one thing sure. that that I think that I, I either read or I remember having a conversation with someone about this, that digitization is mindset, and I think yeah. that uh, the companies that succeed with digitization have the right sort of um, Instead of emotional intelligence or even uh, uh, emotional IQ, it's more of a, a digital IQ, uh, you know? What do you think about that?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I think, again, my experience has been, I guess, in the environment that I've worked is that um, those people with a digital IQ are, are maybe fewer and further between, you know? Mm-hmm. you. Not everybody gets, and and also depends in terms of the profile of your workforce and and that kind of stuff. So, for example, if you were in a foundry in Birmingham, you know, with 20 people and you wanted to digitize that environment, you might have people that have been working there for 35 years and are in their 60s. What is their digital IQ going to be like? Maybe very good. Maybe some of them are, you know, they really work well with iPads and PCs and are really interested in it. But you need to understand the profile of your staff and the people who work for you, and do they get that digital world? Or is it something that they enjoy and, and that they, they, they kind of get and have that IQ for? But my experience has been the vast majority of people don't have that digital IQ. They can't see the big picture of what it's going to give them. So I've always been taught and experienced that when you're doing change management programs in organizations, which if you go down a digital digitization journey is, is a change management thing, is break the elements up so that for people and and when it kind of hits their brains that they're in small chunks that people are not afraid of what's confronting them that they can understand it they can see it they can make it relevant but the people that have got what you're talking about that digital IQ they're the ones you share the big picture with because Mm -hmm. they're the ones that are going to help you go and talk to people make it relevant desensitize people show them examples of how things work why it works that way why it's better to do it that way you need those people in a digital transformation program because they are really your, I do a better way of saying it, they're your lieutenants in a way. They're out there kind of, you know, winning the troops over. Um, but the majority of people don't have that big picture. So you've, you've kind of got to chunk it up for them, I think, to make it uh, achievable.
0: So going back to what you said at the beginning, I mean, what one of the things that you did was to identify the relevance to you and your organization of yep. digital transformation. Do you think that, a lot of the companies that fail and depending on where you look at, whether you read McKinsey or you, you know, read uh, articles anywhere, 70 to 75% of all the digital transformation projects fail. Do you think that a lot of the companies that are failing have not identified the relevance to themselves?
1: I think so. And I think it it almost comes back to simple project management when you're dealing with these things, simple change management when you're dealing with these. you know, any change management or improvement, uh, project that you put into place and the, and the lean guys and the Lean Six Sigma guys and they've all got different ways of attacking the same thing but at the root of any improvement project or change project is what are we trying to achieve with this what is our aim you know and, and what are we capable of achieving and then kind of checking as you're going through are we achieving the different milestones and landmarks that we should be hitting but any good project starts with what is the problem definition what is it that we want to put the digitization in to solve I've got to be careful when we're quoting and that. I think it was Bill Gates has, um, said something along the lines of like, you know, IT and, and, and technology, when you put it into place, will, will uh, highlight the situation that exists. You know, it will magnify the situation that exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you've got really bad processes or collaboration, or the tech will just emphasize that. Whereas if you've got really sound processes and collaboration and teams working well together, the tech will aid that. So if you're going to go put a digitization project into place or journey into place, be very clear about why, what is it that you need it for? You're just putting it in because everybody else is doing it and you don't really understand why
0: mm-hmm. you need
1: it. So to me, simple project management and, and improvement management is what is the problem you're trying to solve that definition. And once you've got the definition then you've got the target and then you can go and make it relevant and, and deliver it. So to sort of, um,
0: look at the, what we've just been talking about, the emphasis on the people, the emphasis on the processes uh, is something that's very important. Yeah. Um, do you think that digital transformation can succeed without addressing those two issues?
1: My opinion is no, I, I don't think it can. Um, you might have limited success in certain areas, but I don't think you, you, you really truly can uh, can deliver total success with it because fundamentally you're going to need a lot of those people Um, to help you build and set up what you need to get that digital environment up and running, you know, and Mm -hmm. my own example in terms of what we've been doing in this organization. And I know this is, you know, everybody's organizations is different, but for us was getting people on board to understand why we need certain data and what we're trying to see with that data, and then ask them to help us find where to get that data or capture the data. If we can't do it electronically or whatever else, and then, in getting them to understand what we're trying to do. Once they're bought into that, they start finding the data for you, capturing the data, and they start using the data. So what we've seen is by bringing people along and getting them involved in that, the data starts telling them stuff that they didn't before Mm -hmm. know or see or, or understand. They start learning how to interpret the data and turning it into useful information. And from there, we start having conversations that are actually meaningful about how we're going to improve something or what we need to do. And those are the things, those conversations drive the process, But n- the, the process improvement. But none of that would have happened if I, had, or as a team, we had just gone in and dictated, do this, do this, do this, do this, and then just waited for a result out of it. Of course, we're very specifically explaining to them all the way through why we wanted the data, they've come around to understanding that and then are actually using that data and telling us how we need to improve things as well. Without the people involved in that process, I don't think it can succeed, it is my opinion, anyway.
0: Well, I, th- I think, you know, the data backs you up on this. You know, with a lot of the digital transformation projects failing, a lot of the people I've been speaking with have said that the failure to bring the people with you uh, has been one of the, the, the biggest issues. Let's take a step back now and talk about... Um, the need for digital transformation in this environment. How much of it is hype, um, and, you know, in other words, can organizations, can supply chain directors of today get on without digitization, or is it something that they have to do uh, to succeed?
1: Uh, it's a good question, and, and again, I, I might, uh, once, uh, once upon a time, many years ago, in my distant past, I studied to be a lawyer. Um, So I'll I'll throw a a good legal response to you, which is, it depends, right? It depends Mm -hmm. on the organization or the industry. Fundamentally, do people need to get on board with it and do it and and, and kind of embrace that digitization? Absolutely. I I don't think it matters what industry you're in. Fundamentally, you have to embrace it. To what level it's going to be impacting people in their various industries, let's say now in the next five years or now in the next 10 years, I think is very industry-specific and, and business-specific. But supply chain professionals today, I think, have to embrace it. They have to try and understand it. They have to learn about it. Uh, they have to experiment a little bit. They have to take it into their own organizations and try things out. And, and that doesn't always have to be a multi-billion project or multi-million pound project. You know, little things, step by step. So you have to you have to embrace it because I think that, that is the way it's all going to go, isn't it? It's where we're going to end up that's highly real-time environment that's this this digital twin of, of the supply chains out there. I think it's fantastic. I think that's where we need to get to. And then there's a whole discussion around what happens to all the people in the supply chain if, if that happens. And But that's where we need to get to, I think, for sure. I think it's a really important thing. Um, but yet yeah, again, I'll get back to that point. Sorry to be boring, but I get back to that point of People need to embrace it, but they need to understand what does it mean? How does it translate into their business and their industry and their environment? So,
0: so not adopt digital transformation for the sake of digital transformation?
1: For sure. Don't just adopt it because it's another craze, because you might just be sorely disappointed. And, and I don't think we can afford businesses to fail at it. I think we've got to make sure more and more businesses are succeeding at it for it to really be effective down the line. You know, so
0: Let, Let's talk about, I mean, you've been in the supply chain industry for a bit. Uh, let's talk about how do you think the profession has evolved over your time in this in this industry?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it, interesting. It, it, I think it's evolved a lot. I think the the profile of supply chain is 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 a lot higher than it was before. Uh, you can just see it. I mean, this stupid example maybe, but you can see it in the language that gets used on um, news broadcasts, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe five years ago, how many people on the news broadcast were talking about supply chains? They, they weren't really. You didn't really hear it as a word. And now, you know, it's this supply chain, and that supply chain has been affected, and, you know, suppliers down the line because this business is closed. So there's a broader understanding, I think, of it in, in media and, and, and people generally getting the supply chain. I think what's interesting and what I haven't seen changed is how different industries or businesses define supply chain or value chain. So yeah. you have a lot of crossover in terms of terminology, And what does supply chain mean to you? So, you know, we went to a conference not long ago and and I was with a colleague and he said, it's really interesting when he looks at our business and my role under a supply chain heading and then looked at another couple of businesses that he was talking to and how vastly different their areas of responsibility were under a supply chain heading. And I think, you know, that's where there's still this ambiguity about um, what does it really entail? You know, what does supply chain as a definition really cover? Um, Or is it value chain? My definition is it's, you know, from the customer needing something to us supplying it and the whole reverse and the integrity of the chain, the lot, as far as I'm concerned. Where I don't think it's changed enough is I don't think we have enough supply chain professionals as CEOs or MDs. And I think they're the people that need to be in those roles. That's where I think the industry needs to somehow... um, I I don't know, target maybe different training or broader set of training to include more financial type training, more commercial type training. So that when they walk into industry, you don't just have the traditional type of supply chain elements in the training, they've had the commercial aspects as well. Because I think that'll open more doors for supply chain professionals to be in at an MD or CEO type levels. And I think we need those people at those levels because they have a really good understanding of the big picture, you know, so.
0: It's th- I right. a lot, but I
1: think there's a lot that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think when you, you know, when you look at the news today and you, uh, you see the, the mention of supply chain in general, that's not something you heard about uh, a lot yeah. uh, years yeah. ago. So I think supply chain is getting a, a more of a light shining on it than yeah. ever before. Yeah. And that probably pl- speaks to the role that supply chain is playing in today's economy. Uh, So I guess the question is, how do you then get today's supply chain director to be tomorrow's CEO? Is that something that's going to happen quickly? Should it happen quickly?
1: Uh, It should happen quickly. Is it something that's going to happen quickly? Uh, Probably not. Maybe the digitization journey and and kind of uh, critical mass behind that journey will force organizations to, to... Hang on, who's the best skilled person to deal with this? And this is vital to our business why isn't that supply chain professional on the board or why isn't that mm-hmm. person? So, so maybe that out of necessity will accelerate in industries. But I think we need to think of this as a long-term game because where we are in the digitization journey today is probably the tip of the iceberg of, of what it can offer us. So to me, we should be going to, uh, you know, kind of let's say further back in the supply chain from an education point of view and getting into primary schools and, 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 and high schools and, you know, places of education and what, we need to do as a profession is uh, is get into those places and open up the possibilities to children and, and younger people about what exists in supply chain as, as a profession you know whether it's from procurement through to, to logistics to, to freight whatever it might be IT data analytics all that kind of stuff you talk about people with a digital IQ the young people of today I sound like you know, I sound like my parents now they say the young people of today but Younger people of today, when I look at my own children, you know, you know, the three, four, five, six, seven-year-olds today, I've got a lot of digital IQ. They are very familiar with technology. They know their way around it. Their life They're digital natives. Great. They're digital Absolutely. natives. Absolutely. And, and you, you know, probably up to, I don't know, 20, 25, 30, a lot of those people's digital IQ is very high. So if we can get to kids in primary schools and we can get to kids in high schools and we can get to- More people at like university level and somebody at a conference once said, make supply chain sexy for them, make them Mm -hmm. understand all the possibilities that are there. Um, Then longer term, I think we get the right kind of people into the industry and it becomes more of a, you know, um, supply chain people at the right levels in industry.
0: Well I think I think there's a lot of excitement like you said at the beginning happening in this industry a lot of exciting things happening in supply chain and I think previously supply chain was a back office function yep. uh, and now with e commerce with uh, you know retail changing everything with personalization and the customization yep. changing everything, the supply chain director probably is one of the most important people within the business yep. uh, supply chains are making or breaking businesses today
1: yeah. Yeah. you know and- it's one of the first things that i I, I got taught at, at university when I was doing my master's in in supply chain it was organizations compete through the supply chains and and that hasn't changed I think people have realized that more supply chains compete is not organizations competing anymore you know and and when you talk about digitization and kind of bringing the people in the business along and kind of collaborating and engaging and let's not lose sight of the fact that 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 should be happening both up and down in the supply chain as well for that to be truly effective, you know. So, yeah, it, it's challenging, but it's, it, we need to accelerate supply chain individuals being at the top level.
0: Well, I, I agree with you. We need, more, we need more supply chain directors on boards, uh, and we also need to attract more digital natives into the supply chain function. So that, that's how we can make digital transformation happen. So in in summary, what I've taken away, and, and correct me if I'm wrong or if I've, if I've missed anything, I think in order to ensure that digital transformation projects succeed, number one is that you need to understand the relevance to you and your organization. In other words, what problem are you trying to solve? Uh, for your company. Then number two, what are the practical implications of that? How do we make that happen? I've got number three, analyze the data, Uh, Mm -hmm. really look at what you're looking at and uh, what is it telling you? Then uh, try to understand from a mindset point of view, the the digital IQ, what uh, take those people with you uh, on a mindset uh, in terms of what their mindset are for digital transformation and then uh, train the staff Train the staff to understand if they don't have the digital mindset, help them understand uh, what digital transformation is going to accomplish. And then lastly, uh, really, this is just simple project management, change management, use that kind of methodology. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we don't we don't need to over uh, over it. you know, simple, simple project management methodology with a lot of this.
0: And then lastly, as I said, we just talked about needing more supply chain people on the board of directors and uh, making supply chain interesting so that we can attract digital natives to the uh, to the supply chain function.
1: Yeah. And no, the one thing that we didn't say in terms of those, when we talk about people on, on, on the boards and supply chain professionals, I think we have a real duty and, and, and a responsibility as a supply chain, uh, as supply chain professionals to also ensure that the um, variation of people that work in supply chain, you know, whether it's uh, you know, women or men or people of different ethnic backgrounds or religious beliefs, the more variation we have in our supply chains of different people from different backgrounds, I think the richer those supply chains are and they become far more uh, effective and, 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 and optimized as a result. So.
0: Well, as you, as you said, if you're going to get more supply chain professionals onto the board of directors, you need people with different backgrounds, with different directors. experiences, different training. Yeah. Uh, you know, they may be people from completely different types of businesses, completely different types of functions uh, yeah. that that then go through the supply chain function. Uh, yeah. So, well, I, I think we've taken quite a lot uh, of information from you today, and hopefully yes. this will help a lot of our professionals uh, in this space. Any Any last... Um, key bits of advice that you could give supply chain professionals in, that are perhaps struggling with digital transformation beyond what we just talked about?
1: Um, not a lot, really. I, the biggest thing that always comes back to me and the one thing that I've, I've, I've learned, luckily, early in my, my, my uh, career as a supply chain professional, it, it's about people, you know. So the, the number one tip I could give anybody from my perspective is Don't be afraid to engage people. Don't be afraid to talk to them. Don't be afraid to learn from them. Uh, Don't be afraid to challenge them. You know, you don't always have to agree. And and listen to what people have to say, whether they're kind of above you, your peers, or people below you. Don't be afraid to be taught something new. But it's about working with people. If you can get people on board with what you're trying to do, you're more likely to have a success than, than if you just ignore them and try and do your own thing. So it's about. I
0: agree. What, what about, you know, last, actually, before we go, collaboration. One of the things that I've noticed in supply chain uh, over the last 20 years that has changed is yep. previously it was a very segmented secretive function. Yep. You did not talk to competitors. You did not talk to peers from different industries. Do you yep. think that's changed now?
1: I think it is changing. I think if you look at a lot of the supply chain conferences and seminars, the stuff that, that, that you guys as an organization mm. do, you know, um, is fantastic. I think we've got to get supply chain professionals more comfortable talking to one another and sharing information. And sure, if you're competitors, you've got to be careful about what you say. But but at the same time, you can still talk about the principles that are out there. And I think I learn a lot from those kind of events, talking to somebody from a pharmaceutical background or somebody from a clothing background or whatever. Their take on the supply chain, and it's it's interesting how often the principles of the problems they face are precisely the same as mine and the industry I'm in. So. We stand to learn a lot from, from, from each other. And they might do something in a pharmaceutical industry that you think, wow, why have I not thought about that in, in, in our industry? You know? So I uh, couldn't agree more. I think the more supply chain professionals do that kind of thing, the, the, the better. You know, I think it's, it's getting better, but we can do more. You know? So yeah. continue what you're doing, I think. It's, <laughs> it's, it's perfect. You know? Well, exactly thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much, Angela. And I hope that these kinds of conversations will help other professionals out there uh, okay. to, to gain some insight into the way to implement digital transformation within their business. Uh, Angela, thank you again very much for being part of this. Uh, and we hope to see you at uh, one of our upcoming events. we Will do. All right. Okay. Goodbye to everyone. We'll see you on the next episode of FinTV. Thank you. Thanks.